So they won the strike actually. Mm-hmm. They won the strike. They had the uh, uh, certificate uh, was given by the government. But it's it's really not simple when you're you're starting to have the union, and it's also the the sign of the time that you know when when the manufacturing sector is going down. So they use this uh, opportunity to move out. Unfortunately, the owners. Yes, to close the factory and move to China. Mm. They they took their their machines out and. Uh, it, it's really sad to also it's the workers who were kind of you know like um, wrapping up the machine and yeah 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 so this this because uh, this is why you know when uh, uh, the education the political education of, of workers need to include beyond union organizing because what are the implications on on free trades for example what now there's a lot of discussion about nafta mm-hmm. you know so what are the implications for them for society mm-hmm. when this happens mm-hmm. and um yeah so even the um even for the for the sector, the garment and textile has their special uh, provisions mm-hmm. within non non de travail, mm-hmm. the parit uh, com- and uh, committee parital, and this is like the committee that that kinds of arbitrates when there are problems concerning wages uh, within the industry. Mm. And shortly after that too was you know like uh, was closed, and everything went to non de travail, at under the jurisdiction of non de travail. Mm. So, so even for uh, unionized non unionized workers, the the standard just went down. And many of the the uh, unions started also to lose membership. Uh, even the uh, because of the uh, agreements uh, about uh, um, with with the privatization and the regulation, even the uh, health sector closed down there like the hospitals closed down for example the 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 cleaning department mm-hmm. the laundry department the the kitchen mm-hmm. so this was all part of the process of that uh, whole idea of neoliberal policy mm-hmm. of uh, deregulation and privatization mm-hmm. and uh, and so um when when we talk about yeah well it's it's bad when the union comes the companies easily can get out mm-hmm. but we say that it should not be seen as only that it's not within the vacuum with that it happens mm-hmm. it's part of the whole policy 
that that the government imposes on on its citizens so yeah we the organizing committee that that we have was dissolved so <laughs> so that was when we uh, but even before we have we, we were we still i'm still working there in the union we we started also um uh like telling the uh the union that there there need to be a center in the community mm. where the worker can come mm. be together away from the uh, eyes of of uh, management or uh and it's a natural way to uh to kind of socialize also and it's a natural way to um start uh breaking down the division because mm. in the factory they they're divided by so many different things language even gender whatever and so but if we start bringing them in into the community and just seeing eye to eye uh talking about talking about anything then you start bringing down the myth you know because it's always perpetrated uh, per perpetuated that uh, oh this group of people are like that mm. this group of people are like that and and because they they don't know and then they have suspicions and so we said well let's let's do this and it was not um uh it did not happen yeah. so the idea of the immigrant worker center was in in our in concept in paper for for maybe three years mm -hmm. and uh so and uh, wherever we can find the new allies then we, we we take the opportunity and finally because uh, we were doing this outside organizing within the filipino community but it's also difficult because um when your community have uh, become in some ways uh know their rights then they get um they they get uh, they get noticed yes. for lack for lack of better word and they get noticed and then it becomes like oh this group of people are uh are uh, like um not the, how do you say that like um they're complainers mm. something mm. like that and so we said it's even more important that like uh to to do this with, with the different communities so that everybody gets to know their rights and everybody learns how to help each other inside and outside the factory mm. and so we when iwc started we we managed to form a a core from different uh, sectors Academ, 
like that we had like Jill and Eric from Academia. Roger Rashi was one of the original uh, on the board, uh, Malcolm. Uh, and uh, from the uh, union organizers, there were several of us who were in the uh, doing our union organizing mm -hmm. from different communities. So it was, and uh, we we asked some advice. We uh, that's how also Madeleine Parand was our honorary president. She was coming to meetings when we were starting this off and we ask help we ask advice from from south asian community centers mm -hmm. we was still here at the time mm -hmm. yeah we ask um we met with uh, project genesis mm -hmm. yeah so we had you know several consultations with people mm -hmm. and then find and even if we did not have the money mm -hmm. we were already doing activities yes yeah so were were meetings where were, we had like round table discussions <laughs> and uh finally when we got our first uh uh funding also from it's from now it's it's uniform before it was the canadian auto workers mm -hmm. from their solidarity fund mm -hmm. we were even surprised that we have this and uh, so when we got it we had we were really surprised we have we have to find a place like uh, even a small place and that's how it started mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and even uh, the the first campaign was at that time Pinay's campaign for Melka mm -hmm. Salvador and uh, we became also co um organizer of that campaign. Melka Salvador was the uh, domestic worker who was uh, um, asked to be deported with her son mm -hmm. because he was not able to complete the 24 months of live-in uh, condition because when she when she arrived she became pregnant and that's why we always say that this this uh, policy is anti-woman and because if you are if you're a man you don't have to be pregnant you can continue working but it's natural for a woman to be pregnant and why should she be punished and why should she be sent back with her son just because of, of this condition yeah. So then uh, when, uh, because so then the organizing department closed and it was the, the time for me to, uh, I had quite a bit of time, I was on unemployment. <laughs> and so we had a good focus on how can we really get, get this uh, immigrant workers center mm -hmm. in reality. And so I became the first uh, coordinator, uh, yeah, on uh, uh, with honorarium <laughs> because I mean, there's no, there's always no money, 
And even up to now, when we started in 2000, up to now, it's always very precarious. Uh, I'm no longer the coordinator. I've since retired. Uh, and when we started, it was me. And the board is always helping out. And we have stagiaires. We started with, with one stagiaire. And so now we have we now have like at least uh, four that are considered staff at, at IWC, mm-hmm. including uh, Kader, who was uh, a really big case here in Montreal because he was a blind man that uh, the government wanted to deport to Algeria. Mm-hmm. And it was a successful case. And now Kader works with us and uh, yeah. Yeah, but so uh, so in the beginning when uh, one of the uh, campaigns that we did, like the um, sensibilization campaign, because mm-hmm. one of the company that was organized was Gildan, and uh, Gildan supplies at the time T-shirt to the Jazz Festival. And at that time, they had uh, uh, a um, there was a campaign by workers from Honduras and Mexico about the condition there, and um, one of our cornerstone of of our philosophy is to make links across across the world, and so. And since Gildan was one of the factories but that we used to organize and who happened to close <laughs> and who happened to have also we have some issues with mm-hmm. here in Montreal, we decided to do a um, public awareness campaign at the Jazz Festival <laughs> itself. We did a uh, street theater. Oh. And even this street theater is a community um, partnership, you know, like with the Tisridunia and with the Congo Community Theater. Mm-hmm. So we were doing like this street theater of what what was happening in the factory. It was a, so nice, like eight minute piece, you know, and. Um, we were being chased out of the <laughs> yeah we we had at one point uh, uh outside the uh, San Laran metro like doing this and and people were very you know like enthusiastic they were watching us and uh, also at the other side on uh, the exit on Blu-ray and so then the police came and and kicked us out because uh, apparently during the festival season even the sidewalk belongs to the uh, festival organizer oh. yeah we, we so also, when you're doing these things, you you also learn. <laughs> you you learn through the the what the process of doing things, like the argumentations that they give. Mm-hmm. But 
also because of that, Gildan wanted to sue us, cause we yeah for, for using the the name Gildan for so. And we are just such a small center uh, at that. Like even now, it's still small. Sure. Even less, yeah. But but that then we were just starting, you know. So then we said, uh, well, well, never mind. Just to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we have to lose? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have no money to pay them. Mm -hmm. There was some kind of uh, they were asking for some kind of you know uh, compensation? compensation for for making their name dragging their name in the mud. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. but but we wanted to you know point out that Gildan gets subvention from the government from uh, from. Uh, uh, excuse me, from the Fund uh, de Solidarity, because the union has particularly made this, made this fund so that they can um, allow for unionization in their idea that if they are organizing companies that are receiving their this fund, then there would not be too much of a... Uh, confrontational yeah but uh, no it didn't happen that way mm. and and so we wanted to point that out that look the problem in Honduras the problem in Mexico did not just happen there it happened here mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. so and they sue you and what happened nothing happened nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose they realize that, mm. you know, we're just a small fish. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Not as, uh, but that, once again, with this kind of simple action, isn't it? It, it shows the, uh, there's, that uh, things can happen and the community, uh, the participation of community. Mm. It, it was very nice, you know, working with this Ridunya and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the Congo Community Theater. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was when? I think maybe 2002. Mm -hmm. 2002, probably. Mm -hmm. 2002, 2003. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we're on Van Horn, 4755 Van Horn. Mm -hmm. We started at the corner of St. Kevin and Victoria. Victoria and St. Kevin. Mm -hmm. It's as above apartment, above the uh, above a pharmacy, mm -hmm. small, small, like uh, mm -hmm. smaller than this. Mm -hmm. And then we moved to uh, near Plamondon, Plamondon Metro, mm -hmm. on the Plamondon side, mm -hmm. uh, also at the third floor and uh, <coughs> into a bigger one. Mm -hmm. And this one now is our third. So it's it's a. Uh, it's nice to see that it's uh, in spite of you know no no always difficulty with funding mm -hmm. that it's still uh, it's still good there's been um, now the there's some um, two no three 
things that are very uh, much alive with the uh, association of temporary foreign workers mm -hmm. and then the association of placement uh, works agency workers okay. and we've started on the um, having like organizing by Karchi mm -hmm. the $15 minimum wage campaign okay. but also to go back when when IWC was just new we became also part of the organizing of the women of diverse origins <laughs> yes one of the very important coalition mm -hmm. because not only to highlight the uh, issues for women workers but also really to bring back the militancy mm -hmm. for for women and women's work here uh, and and so it's been a while for women of diverse origin mm -hmm. it has this long name March 8th Action and Coordination <laughs> Committee of Women of Diverse Origins <laughs> which now we just call Women of Diverse Origins mm -hmm. uh, the first meeting started in 2001 and uh, it was uh, also there was a call because at that time there was a call for the uh, Women's Federation for the women from the diverse communities to to join, and uh, so we, in the meetings we had, you know, like the uh, talked about the pros and cons, and what ended up uh, happening was we said, well, let's try amongst ourselves to organize the uh, International Women's Day. We'll see what will happen. We wanted um, the idea is to uh, uh, make the links. What are the issues of women here, and what are the issues of globally of our sisters, and how can we put that forward? And in fact, it was very, very timely when we started because that was also the um, the uh, drum beat for the war in Iraq, mm -hmm. and we had the uh, and the second Antipada, and uh, so it was the main, the even our first. Uh, uh, um, conference was very powerful because of the of those mm -hmm. and in the lead up to the um, the marches the rallies it was uh, WDO who was in the forefront and the first to break <laughs> women out and uh, and other allies on the street and this is what we want with this is we we wanted to say that it, it we have we we always link what's happening here to the problems outside because of course those who who are there could also not speak about what's happening mm -hmm. so it is our responsibility to do that absolutely, absolutely. so well 
when I started, when I arrived, I lived in Plamondon <laughs> and uh, Codinez, where most of us arrived. And you know, we we live in a four and a half, and it was nine of us in a four and a half. <laughs> so if you could imagine nine women, you know, in one bathroom, and uh, in the on Sunday, we had to go to do our French classes you work the whole the whole week and then but you're you're also we we also need to do the French courses and uh, this is always my excuse for not being able to learn properly I would say well how can you learn in one day you know exactly. it's because you go there you you learn for like so many hours you go back, you speak in your own language when you're out. Well, I was working for an Anglophone family, so then I have to I speak in English and other languages. And so from from there, from the nine, so we also also kind of divided slowly. Uh, it's one now has their own family, and here I live in La Salle with with Alfred. Yeah. Your partner, your yes, husband. yes. <laughs> I I think when I came, it was more welcoming. Mm -hmm. I think even like when you see like people on the street, even if you don't know, they will talk to you, and you know, and uh, so. But here also, maybe also because we are engaged in social movements and so working for social change mm -hmm. then it becomes more pronounced you know because now with even the issue of divide and rule with with the, the with the issue of the hijab you know now being in the forefront mm. you you don't hear this before you know you're allowed to do what what you need to do mm. so and uh, but uh, society wise you know like when i arrived uh the uh the ticket was 35 cents <laughs> it says in 1988 yeah, you know, know. <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, yeah so th there on that side it's uh, yeah the there's quite a bit of increase, mm. but um, uh, on but also when when I arrived because I I grew up in uh, mostly in Asia. Your you know that's the only society you, I knew, and here I live a lot with all kinds of people. Yeah, I you know it, it's very. Uh, that that's the one thing that I like about Montreal mm -hmm. also that you're able to live with many different kinds of people mm -hmm. and get along and uh, and yeah you have a common language yes even though you don't speak the same language yes <laughs> <laughs> So now 
this is the, that that's what me and Alfred have been talking about because we're now also old so and we have no children so it it would be difficult it, that's the that's the only one one thing that it's sad that uh, when it's not a very good city for old people <laughs> yeah well you have to go out in the snow you have to uh, yeah and yeah when you're old it's something that's difficult to do but but also because i want to go back to to the idea that you're living you even when you're old you can still live amongst your community you know so that uh, uh, you don't have to go to a nursing home yeah. and so yeah that's uh, but hopefully we will have the chance to do that because you really never know what will happen tomorrow <laughs> yes but... well in fact we were we we started doing that and we were thinking about that we were we were in fact there was meetings that had been started in Verdun mm -hmm. by some folks and the idea was how can we build a community where seniors can live amongst not just all seniors but <laughs> but with you know with other people all kinds of people mm -hmm. and in in an atmosphere where they can share in their living like if the if the senior will be feeling secure because their neighbor they know their neighbor at mm -hmm. those who work really hard can come back home and maybe they don't have like a meal to go home to mm -hmm. but maybe their neighbor because they are retired people have the opportunity to cook and have something to share you know mm -hmm. this this kind of idea you know yes. and and even like for a mother uh, to have some someone they can leave their 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 child well while having a little bit of respite for like an hour or so mm -hmm. which is very important even for men mental health mm -hmm. well it's an idea <laughs> but one one thing i wanted to uh, end my story lastly mm -hmm. because um we we also are part of international uh, mm -hmm coalitions international networks yeah that be, so even with here with the uh, idea of the women of the first origins we become part of the international women's alliance we organized that and we had a, the first founding assembly was done here in montreal mm -hmm. and we had like really a uh, a very uh how to say that was a logistical problem but but a good problem to have because we were uh, prepared to uh to have we say oh uh, we target 200 people to be there mm -hmm. we ended up double that <laughs> so it, and, uh, so we carry on and iwc is also part of the international migrants alliance uh, to uh, to also you know like do networking and to also 
whenever there are policies on the international harmonization of what happens with migration and development, mm -hmm. then we we know that and we know that the trend is like not only happening here in Canada mm -hmm. and elsewhere. And uh, so how do we form actions and campaign together? Because one of the coming up uh, on the international level that we think is really dangerous, well, for lack of better word, be becoming, how do you say that, dangerous or more, would be even more difficult, is next year the UN will be launching the Global Compact on Migration. And in this compact, they they wanted even more to uh, manage migration, be more or organized migration, mm -hmm. and we already know that <laughs> this means that there would be more detention, more deportation, problems in the borders, mm -hmm. and the other problem with that is because they wanted to separate. Um, refugees and migrants economic migrants but we say that this this shouldn't be done it's a, another divide and rule conquer because there's really a thin line that separates them you come into another country maybe you have a paper but it's very tenuous you could easily lose that and once once that happens you're stateless so, so those are the kind of things that that uh, we're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be retired. But we have still all this work to do, yeah. and and yeah. it's really, it's really also very uh, uh, empowering to see like uh, other other. Uh, friends and uh, the, and those that are doing this work mm -hmm. from across the world mm -hmm. yeah well IWC there's lots of things going on because there's uh, all these campaigns even with the temporary migrants temporary foreign workers the campaign for the 15 the agency workers mm -hmm. so well, we hope that we it will stay because uh, even if uh, even if uh, we had applied for funding for and uh, in theory we were supposed to be qualified or were supposed to get some funding from. Uh, a uh, provincial program mm -hmm. but this had been going on for five years mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> you know mm -hmm. at the end of of when you're supposed to receive the money mm -hmm. then there are already other organizations mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. that uh, have are more qualified than us mm -hmm. and so we we rely on also help from donations from from members from people 
projects with the academia mm. and and s- small small projects that mm. come our way mm. yeah well uh, we have to be optimistic <laughs> we're always optimistic <laughs> otherwise we're not gonna do this it's like you know you're you're how to see that plugging your your yourself but the the big hope that um that uh, gives me the hope is there's still you know the young the young people mm-hmm. who who gets involved like even with uh, lots of discussion on WDO with you know oh these are uh many of them are senior citizens <laughs> <laughs> but we we have a group of younger young women now who are involved mm-hmm. and so uh yeah it's um it's generation has their own kind of the way they do things mm-hmm. and uh, so uh there's still a lot of things to do mm-hmm. and so that uh I'm confident that uh, the work will carry on yeah. with the young gener- the next generation. Next generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they have their own challenges for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. 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 They have their own and they, they have to, to, to learn how to do it their way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to go back to the Filipino community, we mm-hmm. have a new... Uh, with a new program with the young people mm-hmm. and it's the Anakbayan their organization is called Anakbayan mm-hmm. meaning uh, children of the people mm-hmm. this is the name of the group it's uh, and they'll be uh, doing this version of like the big brother and big sister okay. kind of tutorial after school programs for mm-hmm. yeah high school students after school mm-hmm. so then you slowly uh, they will can slowly begin to open up minds too mm-hmm. <laughs> things are continuing mm-hmm. and on the international side uh, there will be a meeting that we are preparing in Mexico uh, in June and in September, when the UN launches its global compact, we also want to launch the People's Compact. So we are already like organizing, you know, like going, going to New York for that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, because many of the international cannot go to New York, so if if. Canada can be able to go there that that would be the hope mm-hmm. so yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah and workers themselves mm-hmm. can go mm-hmm. it's uh, it's also a very powerful uh, awakening you know you get insight the first time you you come to a um, to a rally mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it <laughs> is it a so, rally or it's a parallel or a conference 
Or? It's both. It, there, there would be a parallel conference mm -hmm. of the migrants and refugees. Mm -hmm. It's called International Assembly of Migrants and Refugees. Because mm -hmm. why they are doing this is, is there's a crisis. Mm -hmm. They can, they've been denying, denying. Because we know about this dying in the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. We know about what's going on in the war. Mm -hmm. We know about environmental disaster. And all these are causes of migration. Mm. So then why why this? Why why now? So and why why uh, managing migration? You know, even the title, isn't it? Mm. Even with the title you already want to <laughs> mm. Mm. So what we what we want to do is to uh, to have our own people's compact. In the People's Compact that would have as its cornerstone mm -hmm. human rights uh, for for migrants, the recognition that of the root, root causes of migration, uh, and uh, that migration should be a choice. Mm -hmm. So people migrate because they have no, they, they don't want to leave their country. Yeah. It's because there's something totally difficult that they cannot live with, and mm. that's why. Mm. And and accountability. We want accountability mm -hmm. from from all parties, mm -hmm. governments, private sectors, mm -hmm. who benefits from the labor of the migrants. Mm -hmm. But what kind of protection happens? So. There needs to be accountability. Yeah. Thank <laughs> so, you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do you have any? Do you want to share any memories that you think you missed? I always uh, like to go back to you know to our first when when we started organizing the WDO. Is it? It was such a. <laughs> Our our um, our hope is to go another year, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and uh, it was also a nice group, nice debates on the table, mm -hmm. and uh, we were you know like uh, and people are respectful. We we had good debates. I re I remember that we had good debates mm -hmm. and. And still, you know, apart from you know, we were heated debates, and uh, we still friends. <laughs> we still work together. So that's that's uh, for me. That's also good. Good. Good to remember. Yes. And it's an important lesson also for many young people. It's, it's also good to remember that. Yeah, there's. There's more to do. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> On time. <laughs> <laughs>